Hey, it's me, I'm Nick. This is a rerun, a best of your daily dose with Bob and Nick. We're doing this because we are very, very into our friend show right now. We were nervous about it. We didn't want to try to put out new episodes while we were doing it. It's our first fringe and uh, we've got two shows left. And after that, we're going to hit new episodes again, starting on May 30th. I thank you to everyone who's come out to visit us. Thank you to all our new subscribers and enjoy this episode. It's a timely episode since the Orlando Magic won the NBA draft lottery. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit about that and my experience with the Orlando Magic. Enjoy. Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. I have a strange relationship with sports. I often feel like an imposter in some of my fandom, and sometimes the agony of defeat is so great it hurts to think about. On today's Dose, Bob and I discuss a source of sports regret that is magical in nature. Enjoy. I'm good with regret now in my life, but every once in a while, I'll kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Project my regret on others and other people and other things. Oh, yeah. So speaking like, of sports, yeah. when the Orlando Magic aren't that great as they are not sometimes, uh, yeah. um, I'll go back and I'll look at the, um, the results of the draft, the NBA draft. Uh, because that to me is like all these missed opportunities, all these looking, you know, this, this uh, hindsight is 2020 opportunity to look back and go, Oh, if we only did this, we only picked this person oh. instead of this person. Because the, the, the thing about the NBA draft is you see, you know, after years and years of it, you can see, okay, we picked this guy at number three, but at number five, there was this all-star. Number seven, there was this megastar. Yeah. Number in the second round, there was this guy who was a great role player and yeah. helped a team win. This uh, sounds like an awesome possible EA Sports opportunity right where the missed draft picks that's the name of the game right yeah where you get to choose your team and you're given an array of draft picks that they turn down that you get to now put on the team and see how it performs right i mean it's I like, like that is a, as a simulator basketball. yeah yeah that's yeah. but interesting so you were saying so um no so what what and then i kind of like i took it to its extreme like okay so let's say we did get that person. Mm -hmm. And we, when I say we, it's the Royal Orlando magic. We, of course, (laughs) but this applies to any team. Like it's not just about, there's very few a hundred percent guaranteed superstars coming out of high school, potentially, or college. Like there's still, you know, they might have uh, an injury or they might not, whatever, they might not acclimate to being adults with millions of dollars at 20 years old. And it might take them a while to, uh, figure things out as you know, sometimes it happens, but it also depends on the system, right? It's like, if you can't develop people, it doesn't matter if you get somebody who's great. I mean, it does because maybe they'll succeed despite you not being able to develop them. Right. But it really doesn't matter. We have to develop them for the team itself as well, because there's talent and there's fit. Yeah. Right. And, and that's something that's critical to everything is also, talent and there's connection and if you can't foster that stuff then you can't be a team you know that's that's what i love about team sports actually is the fact that it requires you to consider the other people who are out there that's improv as a team sport it's yeah. that, that same thing you, you know? have to so, have the level of trust you have to have 
you know, potentially if you have, uh, it's nice to have everybody who's super experienced and has been doing it for years, but sometimes you're not going to have that. So if you do have a balance, the person with less experience is going to play up because they're doing it with somebody who has more experience who can carry it a little bit more. As long as those people with more experience don't resent that newcomer or sure, that, of course. that person who's being brought up. Because I think it's the responsibility of the people who are rock stars in any given field to elevate the people around them. Like I, an I, NBA team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you have, you have different kinds of leaders in those teams too, though, right? You know, the difference between a Michael Jordan and a LeBron James and a uh, Kobe Bryant, right? three super different personalities that lead their teams in completely different ways. And some of them get resented by the team and some of them, they resent their teams because the team didn't play up to the standard that they could play at. You know, it's just, it's a, I don't know. I just feel like I understand the resentment, uh, but being a team player and on stage, you you can't have it if you're going to continue the relationship, you know? And I like the, the fact that you started this whole conversation with talking about the fact that you don't have, you know, you're pretty good with regrets right because i feel like uh that's such baggage and such like what's the point of regrets you can't like i i i think we should do this i want to do this as a segment on to a certain degree is like a sort of quiz and come up with ideas on time travel but like the worst ways to use time travel (laughs) because i think it's it's almost like this exercise that's an illustration of going back in time and not changing something that you messed up. Yeah, right? right. Or the classic, I'd go back in time and kill Hitler. Yeah. Like the two I have so far are go back in time to where your house is, where the trees are starting to grow and start putting in Christmas lights. And over the years, as they grow, you just keep putting in Christmas lights. So when you live there, the Christmas lights are already on the tree. Like what a waste of time travel. <laughs> But what a wonderful way of doing things. You just reminded me of Michael Keaton in Night Shift. He walks around with a tape recorder for his great ideas, and this is one of his great ideas. (laughs) Chuck, hey, Chuck, listen. Instead of mixing the mayonnaise into tuna fish, why don't we feed the mayo to the tuna fish while they're alive? Click. And that's his idea. This is such a... I knew you would think it was brilliant because that's like the spirit of what you just shared there. It's automatic Christmas light trees. Like, like it wouldn't be so much less hassle just to go ahead and wait until they're just, grown trees and hang them once. Yeah. No, you go out the just year after year, ladder. keep adding those. Keep while going the trees back are in growing, time. You know, it's beautiful. <laughs> what was the other one? What was the other? Oh, it was uh, if you're playing like a Scrabble or Words with Friends mm-hmm. and you like, you got to really just crap uh, board. Like there's nothing. Take some different tiles. No, 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 no. Go back in time and introduce a word that matches the board that you have. (laughs) So you have N Z K I I I. Wow. You're gonna go back and make up (laughs) a word. Add it to the vernacular. Like yeah. (laughs) And then you can come back in time. You'd be like, oh here, triple word score, 162 points. (laughs) Again, again. Not the most efficient use of time travel. <laughs> I just go blip back two seconds and choose different tiles. Blip back two seconds and choose different tiles. Yeah, I guess that would be a little bit better, but not as well, it's like It's like your Coke went flat in the fridge because you didn't twist it on, right? So instead of just going back a day earlier and twist the cap on, you go back and change the formula to Coke so that so it never it goes flat. Or that it doesn't have carbonation. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> 
That's the, one of them. Classic, That's one of them right there. Classic missed point. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Oh, your mind, my friend. Hi, gang. It's Bob. This is one of those episodes that may take a little deep programming in order for you to go back to your former logical and normal way of viewing the world. Nick's perspective is very fun, but it can be disorienting, if not intoxicating. That's why, as a reminder to our regular listeners, we advise that you not operate any heavy machinery or drive a motor vehicle within two hours of listening to this podcast. It's okay to sit in your car and marvel at the amazing ideas you just heard, but please do not turn on the ignition. This has been a public service announcement from your good friends Bob and Nick. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.